0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people of the great city of Cleveland, of the great country of America, of the world, frankly. Wherever you're tuning in from today, we appreciate you, and we want to say a major shout-out and thanks for being part of the UCSS family. It's behind the glass. It is Mikey McNuggets, myself, Anthony Antonelli, and Earl the Pearl. And uh, real quick, before we dive into anything, does Earl's shot look a little different than it has in the past? Uh,
1: Yeah, Earl, uh, that's my desk. That's yeah, it's so best, the man. that's our desk, man. I don't so know best. when you put that poster up because it wasn't there when I left the
2: office today. So. <laughs> I put it up when I got in. I, I even bought me like a a six-prong outlet in. I did, you know, I tried to do something today. Yeah, uh,
1: and that, and cool, that in the background is the only thing now that separates Earl and I uh,
0: yeah. at our desks. We're going to get into it later in the show at the end about uh, our change of office situation, the perks, the downsides, the good, the bads of it. We're going to talk plenty of Browns here, but we're going to give everybody a few minutes to trickle in. I see Christopher Gillespie and Clee Forever already in the chat. What's up, Christopher? What's up, Clee Forever? How y'all doing today? How y'all doing today? Earl, how was your day, by the way?
2: Oh, man, Friday? my day was great. I thought we had a like a dope show. I thought we had a fire show. I thought we had some uh, fire con- conversations. I think we got some fire content ready for y'all tonight. Uh, I already know we done, we done built some solid stuff for tomorrow as we turn the page over to the Indianapolis Colts. So... Uh, looking forward to that. I was really looking forward to uh, actually like seeing um Anthony Richardson play, man. Yeah, so that's, that's a little year, unfortunate.
0: Right? Out for the year, the Colts, yeah. made the decision to shut him down, shut down their rookie quarterback. He was the fourth overall pick, right? Yeah, yeah, fourth I, overall I, pick. Uh, Gardner Minshew's actually played in all six games for the Colts this season in one capacity or another, so he'd been banged up, but he'd been electric when he played, man. That dude is yeah. Cam Newton. in terms of the physical stature he brings to the quarterback position.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sending out links, man. Okay, well, I'll keep talking then. And I wish we we could, I wish we can, uh, I wish we can, you know, have this ready.
0: Yeah, there should be a way to like auto blast links, but it doesn't actually create the stream till we hit go live. So there's no link to blast till we start. But uh, we did this last time, and I'm curious. And keep an eye on this in the chat as we uh, go through. Are we going to do it again? Yeah, if you I, I see uh, Mark Ross as he's watching from West Virginia. And we did it last week, and we had people tell us they were tuning in from all across the globe. So if you're watching, let us know where you're watching from. We'll give, try to give as many shout-outs as we can. We appreciate everyone tuning in, whether you are in downtown Cleveland or whether you're in the other side of the world. We appreciate any and all support. So um, do you read comments after the show is off air? That's from Christopher Gillespie real quick. Um. Um. Depends honestly, on the day. Sometimes depends, depends if it's flagged in a in a way to to read it. We'll we'll take a look. But a lot of times when the show ends, it's turn the page and get ready for next day. So uh that is kind of see. We got a Sacramento in the house, Medina, Long Island, Virginia Beach. It's pretty cool, man. The Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland fan base, is not just stuck in Cleveland. Like it is uh. legitimately a worldwide, countrywide fan base. And yeah. I would say, along with the other like OG football cities—Pittsburgh, New York, um, San Francisco, Dallas—like the Browns have about as much representation anywhere in the country as any team in the league.
2: Oh, for sure, man. We some Don daughters, man. Like, right. we, <laughs> like, like we are, we are them. You know what I mean? The city of Cleveland be slept on, like as a awesome. whole. I feel like. You know what I mean? Like we got a lot of good stuff going on here. I don't, I don't care about that. Two one six is uh, represented all around the globe, so I think that's dope.
1: And even those of us who leave, like we we don't give it up. Like, no, I, And Browns backers are everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. We had uh we had David on from New Zealand during the Bible. Yeah. There is no yeah. further place from Cleveland in the world than New Zealand. So. Uh, let's get, let's get into it guys. Just a heads up one thing. And, uh, Logan, Oh, I do believe I will be in the muni lot for the Arizona game. Just a heads up. Uh, Miss nuggets may walk in at some point in the uh, back half of the show. So if she does just, uh, we can ignore her and we'll just keep on trucking along. So, uh, just give me the heads up, but we got a big show. We we're gonna talk about the Sean Watson speaking today about his injury for the first time since the Baltimore game. He has not spoke since before. Baltimore, we have an update, we have a little clarity, we will discuss what we thought about his comments, Earl put this on Twitter yesterday, but uh, Deshaun Watson seems like he gets criticized more for doing less than some of the other quarterbacks who have also signed massive contract extensions, Uh, we're going to see if you guys feel the same way Earl does, and then we're going to talk about the big office move, but we're going to have some fun with it because... uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun in the new office. It gives us an opportunity to do some cool things, and I want to get some crowd suggestions on how we should help decorate. So that's on the agenda today. But let's start with DW4. He stepped in front of the podium for the first time in nearly a month Mm -hmm. and spoke about his injured right rotator cuff. Before I ask you your opinion, let's just give a little update on exactly what he said. It is a minor tear, which is natural with a contusion, in his rotator cuff. It was the first time Deshaun had confirmed himself it was a rotator cuff injury. He said he is truly day-to-day. He compared it more to a baseball injury than a football injury. He said, it's not pain that's keeping me out right now. It's whether or not I can throw the football with the distance and velocity needed to compete at the NFL level. So it's not a pain tolerance. It's not a toughness thing. It's a can he play at the level he needs to be. He Mm -hmm. did not practice today. And his status for Sunday's game is still TBD. Kevin Stefanski said if he doesn't play, P.J. Walker will get the start again for the Cleveland Browns. Earl, it's been three weeks of missed messaging from the team. Mm -hmm. And today we finally heard from the man himself. What would you think of how Deshaun handled the situation, handled the questions about his shoulder, and where he stands now moving forward with this franchise?
2: Um, I thought Deshaun Watson was cool, calm, collected. I thought he was very poised, and I thought he was very transparent in his answers. Um, You know, one of the things he said, and I quote, he said, I've seen people talking about, you know, go out there and play, but if I can't control the ball, then I can't throw it, and there's no benefit of me being out there. And, Mike, I think that's something that we alluded to a lot, you know, going through this entire process. It's not about the toughness. You know, I think a lot of people never, uh, you know, doubted that he, he was tough. It's about being smart, man, and you want to be able to put your team in position to have success. And if you believe that, I mean, if you can't throw the football, and if you feel like you're putting your team at a disadvantage by being out there playing, then you did the right thing by sitting out. Uh, the thing that I kind of, you know, did scratch my head at, but I understood it a little bit more. You can't have an MRI until the swelling goes down on that on that said area. So yep. when the MRI came at the time that it was, he he thought he can gut it out. You know what I mean? I still think he should have erred on the side of caution, you know, until until he knew that. But it is what it is. Uh, if anything, I think he did a lot to settle, you know, the anxiety from Browns fans to settle the media with all these different questions, all these different assumptions. But he clearly heard the noise, and we talk all the time that all these athletes hear the noise. Um, I think the dude is anxious to get out there and play. I can sense that he was going to speak speak to the media today. I think it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday after the game. He posted on his Instagram, and the first thing I said to myself was, "Man, far out there back talking again." I wouldn't be surprised if he played on Sunday. So, didn't practice today. We'll see how the rest of the week go. I know Mary Kay told us on Monday that he has to be pain free and he has to be honest and, and he has to be transparent with the staff about going forward. We've already posed the question of, you know, do you let him rest, get healthy another week for this long stretch run, and uh, let PJ Walker go out there and play if that's the case. You know, I don't really feel like it's a necessary need for him to rush back at this point. Like, you know, we are, we went out there and we did what we did last week. And I got confidence that they can duplicate that performance and start stacking some dubs. So if he just has to miss this week, cool. But I can't wait to see him back out there on the football field.
1: Yeah, no, I, I echo most of what Earl was saying. I just it adds to my confusion over why he came out the first time and said what he said and like he was ready to play. But the miscommunication and the mismanagement from the top down is just a little bit more evident with this. I'm glad that they're getting everything set on track, and yeah, I'm okay if he rests for another week or two. At this rate, we didn't expect them to win last week. I'm okay if like we have to send him send PJ back out there after this last week.
0: Yeah, listen, Deshaun Watson has thrown the ball very minimally in nearly a month now. Mm-hmm. Like he had barely threw leading up to the Baltimore, then the bye week. He didn't throw it all leading up to San Francisco. He hasn't thrown the ball in a practice situation yet. Now, he's throwing on the side, but not in like a real practice situation. He hasn't thrown the ball in three, three and a half weeks. Like If P.J. Walker has to go out there and play because the Browns feel he gives them a better opportunity to beat the Colts, just because Deshaun Watson isn't, game shape isn't the right word, but game form, is that right? Like game form for his arm? Then so be it. Then so be it. Deshaun needs to be healthy for the Browns to win a Super Bowl. This defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with P.J. Walker. They beat San Francisco. P.J. Walker was not good. Like, point blank period. He wasn't good, and they won because the defense was otherworldly good, and he made two throws to Amari Cooper that saved him. But what was most refreshing to me Earl, about what, how, what Deshaun said, how he spoke, was it finally signaled to me these guys are on the same page. They're all in this together. Now, there was what Watson said on Friday before the game to Mary Kay, I'm going to play. Well, he hadn't Mm -hmm. had the MRI yet, and that came Saturday night when the uh, swelling went down. So there was a little, okay, I can understand. He thought he was going to play. It was worse, yada, yada. Probably should have said that, but it is what it is. Then you had the Stefanski. Then you had Barry. And now it appears, and I'm glad it came from Watson over anyone else, that the three-headed brain trust here of Watson, Stefanski, AB, are on the same page moving forward. To me, that's that's what's most important.
2: Yeah, I couldn't I mean I couldn't I couldn't agree more. That's that's the thing that we needed to see, you know, just to settle the temperament of everybody right now. I think us in the media, fans included, like, you know, everybody is up in arms wondering what's going on, you know, talking about like me myself just what seemed to be like a, a never-ending soap opera of yeah. off-the-field drama and he said, she said and everybody coming up here with their own different, you know, version of what the truth is. And so to actually hear it from Deshaun Watson himself, I just think it does a lot to settle everybody's nerve. I know a lot of people were, you know, kind of anxious for him to get out there in front of the media and speak. People kind of felt like he should have took it upon himself to do it earlier, but he still got rules to follow as well. Yeah. And media relations for the Cleveland Browns is real. It's not like Deshaun Watson picks and chooses when he's able to go out there and address the media. He got rules to follow too. Um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to him getting healthy. You know, I'm very encouraged about the direction of this situation after the Cleveland Browns shocked the world and beat the Cleveland uh, and beat the San Francisco 49ers. The defense showed. man, it is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They show that they are legit. They show that they are the best defense in the NFL. I feel like that if P.J. Walker, you know, with another week of reps, one start under his belt. I feel like based on how we played last week, to, you know, you can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like uh, he has an opportunity to to, you know, take advantage of a of a of a coach defense, man. That's hard to read. Right. This is a defense that forces a lot of turnovers, man. But they also give up a lot of points and a lot of yards. So it'd be real interesting to see either way, man, if this offense can actually gain some momentum headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I just I I think the biggest positive that I'm taking away from this week and like the 49ers victory is the turning of the page to just see a more mature organization in the mm-hmm. way they're handling things. Mm-hmm. Like they I think they realized that they hit the panic button after Chubb in Pittsburgh and now Deshaun's hurt. I think everybody was a little frazzled and seeing them all kind of like lay it out is a lot
0: better. Yeah, shout out to everyone who's tuned in by the way. I've seen Germany, I've seen Massive Million. I've seen literally I think three, or or three Did I say it wrong?
1: Yeah, it's just baseline. Oh, I had an extra I got A there. Baseline,
0: yeah. my bad. I'm, I'm I'm trying to scroll and read at the same time here. Uh, but there were plenty. Euclid again, Earl, ATL, you know, South Sweden. UCSS is worldwide. Dude. I want to get to the quarterback conversation in one second. I got one final thing on Watson, and then we will we'll move on to the quarterback criticism. <laughs> I guess I guess is the right word. That thing we, got
2: that thing got ninety thousand reactions. I know, I know. I don't know if you checked yeah. it. That thing got ninety thousand reactions to it.
0: Which mean, and we will get that. the The one thing on Watson, people said the media overblew it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the media did what they were supposed to do. They were asking and trying to find the answer to the question about the most important player on the franchise, and the Browns did not give any information. They gave conflicting reports Mm -hmm. and then refused to update the public. I mean, look look at all the sources that came out with the details on Watson's information. League sources, Adam Schefter, Diana Rossini, like not people in Cleveland, which you could leak whatever information you want. To me, that says it wasn't coming from the team. You could take that however you want. But, you know, I don't think the media overreacted because it's the most important player on the franchise. Maybe the most important player in the league, which is the quarterback on the team with the best defense in football. So, anyone saying that the media like overreacted to this story, I think is missing the point. The Browns did everybody a disservice by not just being forthright with what was going on. They tried to be secretive, and in the end, that bit them in the ass. So, you I guys mean, agree, and disagree? And that, that's just
2: no, no Just to add on to that, before we move on, I, I totally agree with you. You know, to me, I thought the anger and the the frustration was misguided you know, and because of how the Cleveland Browns handled it, you had even local media members questioning Deshaun Watson's toughness. And I felt like they could have did a better job of protecting the most important player on this team. But when I say that, I thought the energy was misguided. You know, a lot of people was frustrated with Deshaun Watson. not understanding that, like, you know, he don't really hold all the cards and all this. He's just one piece of the entire puzzle. And I think I was a little frustrated with people saying that, you know, he should just get out here or go on his own social media and speak. And I think one of the things that people don't understand, man, like we create trauma sometimes by becoming people pleasers. Right. Yeah. And that's just that's just real talk being a human. And, and you can't go about things like that. You can't always necessarily, you know, worry about doing things to appease somebody else because that's what they want to do. You know, sometimes I think fans and us in the media, we forget that, yeah, Deshaun Watson is a football player. He's the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. But guess what else he is, Mike? He,
0: person. A, human.
2: he He's a person. A right. Yeah. And so, One like, you know, I think people have, like, people, fans, they forget that aspect of it when they deal with athletes and when they talk about athletes in a certain nature, man. And I, I try to, like, just reel people back in, like, okay, you know, we be around these dudes, they regular dudes. Like, they, they, are, they are legit regular people. Their occupation is just different from yours and ours. That, that's what the biggest difference was. Yeah. But, you know, I think the Browns, man, just overall as an organization, I think they can probably look back after this offseason on how they handle, like, public relations and media and things like that and try to make some tweaks to the situation because the Deshaun Watson situation is just one story of many stories that I can pick through uh, you know, since Jimmy Haslam took over as owner or before that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, you have guys with big personalities and big names and, you know, they got this whole persona off the football field. The Browns need to do a better job of being able to handle that type of stuff.
0: And one immediate change the Browns PR team can make is give us some more guests. Let them come on UCSS. And <laughs> I promise you we will <laughs> show the Browns fan base more, more of a personality from these guys and they'll get anywhere else. Earl, I want to let you set up this next discussion because it was your tweet that sparked kind of the debate between you. Not, not even debate, but the conversation between you and I this morning. We're going to talk about it on the show tomorrow with Bernie Kozar as well. So I'm very excited to hear his thoughts. But do you want to set up this situation and then pitch it to me and Ant? We'll, we'll play a little role reversal here.
2: Yeah, we can do, we can do that. So uh, in the office, got finished with my work a little early. And I had some stuff on my mind that I was thinking about. And I sent out a tweet, and this is what the tweet said. I said, we talk a lot about Deshaun Watson's play not matching the money that he got. Let's say that's true, but he's not the only one. A lot of these dudes making elite quarterback money play has not matched the bag either. I listed off four people. I could have went on and on and on. I listed Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. Then I went on to say, let's stop acting like DW4 is the only one who needs to be better. This tweet ended up getting eight, 88.3 thousand views, a lot of different free reactions to it. Like uh, it, it was crazy, man. Like some people like kind of how like they came in too disrespectful. man. a lot of people disrespected the hell out of me because they didn't like my opinion. But I stand on what I said. I mean, this is I don't know if people took it out of context I don't know what they thought I was alluding to. All I'm pointing out is the mere facts that if you look across the landscape of the NFL, there are a lot of different quarterbacks that's in that tier of you know, annual earnings as Deshaun Watson. And they, too, play doesn't, doesn't always match up to the money that they make. And maybe I could be overreacting because, of course, I cover the Cleveland Browns. So I have the Cleveland Browns up under a microscope. But I'm also a fan of football, and I also Mm -hmm. watch a lot of football. And I do know that since Josh Allen signed his contract, he's thrown the most interceptions of any quarterback in the NFL. I do know that Justin Herbert, though he has a lot of potential, he's 500 as a starter. He's 27 and 27, and he has not won a game in the playoffs. You know, I do know that Russell Wilson made all of that money and the Denver Broncos gave up a lot of compensation, and he too – has not lived up to the contract or the draft package that, you know, the Denver Broncos paid for. We already know what the situation is with Kyler Murray. They even gave a man a bag and put a special cause on his contract that no other quarterback in the history of the league had ever had before. So all I'm trying to say is there is something that you can point to and critique with all of these quarterback that's, quarterbacks that's making that type of money. It's not just Deshaun Watson. I even had somebody tell me that I defend Deshaun Watson because he's black, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. I even had somebody else tell me that I don't critique Deshaun Watson. I mean, you heard me on the Steelers post game show. You've heard me on a couple of episodes of Behind the Glass. And if you followed me through my, you know, young career, you know, man, I call a spade a spade. I have no reason to sidestep anything that I really feel. As long as I, as long as I'm not being disrespectful or violating the FCC protocol, I'm <laughs> going to speak my mind. That's yeah. just who I am.
0: So a couple of thoughts on that, and then and I'll pass it to you. Or actually, yeah, go hey, you, go, you go first. You go first. Uh, first. I mean, my
1: only thought, and it hurts me, like we know why he's under such a microscope. Yeah. Like it, it's everything that has to do with off the field, whether it's fair or not to him. I, you talk about calling a spade a spade. I think it's the only reason. it might not be the only reason but it's definitely the main reason right like it definitely plays a factor yeah yeah no matter how no matter how good or bad he does it's always going to be there unfortunately and i mean outside of the city i think that's all anybody's ever going to see because that's all we ever saw of somebody like roethlisberger in pittsburgh right so we're he's always going to have that cloud hanging over his head and yeah these other quarterbacks might come with the same price tag and come with the same trade packages. And that might be absolutely terrible, but for some reason, well, for that reason, I think he's going to be the only one that's under that kind of a crucial microscope, at least outside of his own city. I, I follow a lot of Denver Broncos pages. Trust me. They are on Wilson just as much as we get on Watson. So it's not only Cleveland, but mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to the national media, it might be harder
0: on him for sure. The national media is 100% harder on Watson based on the the off-the-field issues. 100 million percent. There's no if and buts about that. When Earl put that out there, I did a lot of thinking on this, Earl. I ended up doing way more thinking on this than I thought I was going to leading up to this. Across all sports, the return on investment of these massive contracts, like 95% of the time is not good. That's true. Like, seriously, like you go to baseball, these 10-year deals for players. Mike Trout. More often than not, <laughs> turn out to Albert Pujol. Like, like the list goes on and on. Like, go name me a 10-year contract signed by a baseball player that by the end of it was like, yeah, that was worth all $350 million. It It rarely happens. Patrick Mahomes, so far, is the only one, in my opinion, of these quarterbacks who have signed these massive mega deals to, at this point, in this moment in time, 722 on October 18th mm-hmm. has lived up to his his billing. Why? Because if you're paying that much, I want a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, like that's that's the return on investment when you pay for that. I agree with you a hundred million percent that the Kyler Murray situation is a bigger catastrophe than the Deshaun Watson so far. Russell Wilson, the compensation the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson is quite similar to what the Browns gave up for Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson has been just as bad. As Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, I went through his stats. His first two years in the league were unbelievable, like unbelievable. His first two seasons. And I was shocked by this. He threw as a rookie 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for 4,400 yards. His second year in the league, he threw for 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Those are absurd numbers. You get paid for that kind of production. But to your point, Earl, he's 27 and 27 in his career. He's 0 one in the playoffs. They were up three touchdowns last, last postseason at Jacksonville and blew that playoff lead. Three touchdowns, blew a playoff lead. I'm not confident he's a guy that's has the capability of, you know, single-handedly putting a team on his back and leading into to a franchise. I will disagree with the Josh Allen one. Yes, he turns the ball over a lot. He also makes more plays out of nothing than maybe any quarterback outside of Mahomes. I, I think the criticism of him is... A little unjustified. Brett Favre is one of the best quarterbacks ever. I think he has more touchdowns, uh, more interceptions than any other quarterback, too. So I'll push back on the Josh Allen deserves the same level of criticism. But the other three, man, if you don't win, it's hard to get your flowers. And Mm -hmm. those three in particular, there's nothing to celebrate. Like Josh Allen's in the playoffs. In eight games, he has 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. The average is 2.1 touchdowns per game. And half an interception. He was bad in the playoffs last year. He admittedly, he was bad. Before that, he'd been phenomenal in the playoffs. So I don't think he fits in that same category. But the other three, I'm kind of with you, Earl. I, yeah. I, re- I, re- I really am I'm right there with you.
2: And trust me, the, the whole Josh Allen thing was 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 a stretch. I like Josh Allen. Like yeah. I, I think Josh Allen is a baller, but you know, even he he's a playmaker, but he also leads the league in and turnovers. And you know, this is yeah. something that every coach talk about. You know, you you kind of put yourself in a situation to lose more games, to win more games when you turn the football over. But it's not it's not just the interceptions for me. I, I understand you going up against a juggernaut in the Kansas City Chiefs. But when we talk about returning on investment with those big contracts, you know, the goal is a Super Bowl. And he's been in this situation and he's failed to advance his team to the Super Bowl. And I get it. It's extenuating circumstances behind why everybody lose whatever game that they lose. That happens. That's the NFL. But I I just noticed, like, and, and to your point, you're a Broncos fan, man. You you follow the Broncos fan pages a lot, and people are on Russ. You know what I mean? It, it just seems like that the energy for Deshaun Watson is just a little bit more harsh. And to your point, we all know why that is. Yeah. But when you, when you just – I just thought it was a fascinating conversation that most it of is. these dudes who get paid, they don't live up to the bag. Like, they just don't live up to it. Pat Mahomes is definitely number one. I told you I felt like, you know, for all the scrutiny Lamar Jackson took for wanting a contract that he wanted, like, I have no issues with how he's playing. You know, Joe Burrow started this season off rough, but Joe Burrow was also injured. Like, jury is still out if he will live up to it. I mean, Daniel Jones is making some type of money off of one season, and he came back down to reality real quick. So, like, the only point that I was just trying to make is, you know, when people sit up here and talk about Deshaun Watson making this much money and the Browns are not seeing a return on investment, okay, yeah, that's facts. But at the same time, he's not the only one. And, like, you know, for people who feel like like we don't criticize or I don't criticize Deshaun Watson, man, if, if you ask me right now, if I sign a quarterback, that the last time he played was top of every passing statistical category there was. And I gave him that amount of money for that many years. And I gave up that many first round picks. Was I satisfied on a return of investment today? The answer will be no, but it's like, what you want me to do? Come out here and state the obvious just to make y'all feel good. No, I don't think he's played to the level that I think he's capable of. But like, it's kind of like a dub moment because I'm pretty sure if Deshaun Watson was a guest on this podcast right now, he will say the same thing. No, I have not played up to the label to the levels that I believe that I'm capable of, you know, outside of one game. But my I keep thinking about two, two weeks ago now, you know, Mary Kay even said, like, not to make excuses, but, you know, for her, she don't count the six games last year. Remember, she said that. She said, because this is a brand new install and this is an install that takes a lot of time and him and the coach is still trying to figure that out. I mean, to each his own, the six games is a part of his record. It is what it is. So I'm gonna count to six games from last year. It is what it is. Outside of the exception of the last time I seen him on a football field, did the return on investment come? No. Do I believe it will? Yes. And based off the last case in history, that's how he was out there. He was balling. So
0: Yeah, and, and the reality is the return on investment right now is he's played nine games as a Brown. Like, it's unfair to judge the, the finality of this deal until Deshaun Watson's played out his, the extent of his contract. This ends with Deshaun Watson leading the Browns to four Super Bowls, and who gives a crap if they signed him to a $700 million deal and gave up every draft pick till 2096? Like, who gives a damn? And here's the reality really? about the quarterback contracts and money. And no matter how many times I say this, people refuse to listen. Trevor Lawrence is up next year. He's going to be the highest paid quarterback in football. And then whoever's behind him, like Caleb Williams at some point in his career, is going to make more money than Mahomes. It is how football works. It is not who's the best. It's who's the best young guy who's ready to get paid next. And that person's always going to top the next. It's just a matter of time before someone gets more than two hundred thirty. I just
2: felt like, I, I honestly, and maybe it's for me, I just kind of felt like fans always, like, I thought y'all knew that. I thought this is something that we all knew. It's not about who's the best, man. It's about who the next man up and who resets the market. And so when people kind of get up in arms about all these different contracts and this, that, and the third, it's like, man, come on. Y'all know how this game works. Yeah. Usually the top player at said position who's up next for a qualifying contract is going to reset the market.
0: Let me that's ask you question, been,
2: That's been the history of the league since the league,
0: and not just football. Uh, is Jalen Brown a top ten player in the NBA?
2: Give a take top fifteen, he got the he got the highest paid contract in the league. Well, so
0: that, that's my point. I was and, saying,
2: and, and a league with Giannis In a league and a league with Jokic with, with, with and Junkers. Giannis
0: and, yeah, like, and Lebron. <laughs> Jalen Brown is the highest paid NBA player. And guess what? The guys who are up next year be are now going to be the new highest. It, the salary cap goes up. The contracts go up. More important than the actual number is the percentage of the cap. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, dudes are going to get paid. And I also don't get – if anybody out there, if you're one of the, the hundreds of people in here watching, if you guys want to pay me $100 million to do anything, I'm in. Done. Like, for <laughs> so, Like, I'm never going to hate on a dude for getting his money. Like, they yeah. should be paid. The NFL makes billions of dollars. The players probably deserve more money than the actual cut they get. So I hate the money talk. We're going to talk about Watson and the compensation. We should just say three first round picks. I really don't give a crap about the money. It is what it is. You weren't going to get the Sean unless you guaranteed the 230. So you guaranteed the 230 to get a franchise quarterback. I, I can't believe we're 15, 16 months into the Sean Watson experience. And some people just can't grasp to me what feels very, very basic. And I I'm sorry if that comes off harsh, but, like, no I don't but, know how many times we have to kind of reiterate what seems to be normal, like, thinking, and still people are just like, nah, that doesn't make sense.
2: And, and I think this is where I'm checking myself, right, because I have this assumption that, like, okay, you know, I sat here on a postgame, and so I said, like, you know, we got a very intelligent fan base. We but do. it's like, now, it's like, come on, man, like, y'all watch a lot of sports, and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt of understanding... How the salary cap works, how the NFL works, how all these major sports work. Like people sit, like they go crazy, and every time they're frustrated with Deshaun Watson, they bring up the contract. Like, like you don't know how this game goes. The next man up resets the market. That's been this way since I can remember watching football, and it just, I don't. It's frustrating because, as you said, it's like I thought it was blatantly obvious that this is how the game goes.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but it's just, it's something to latch on to.
2: We have a super chat real quick that
0: I I want to discuss. Uh, Harut says, Deshaun has been worth the money without Watson. You don't land Schwartz and other free agents that we have acquired. People who are winners don't want to play for teams that don't have promise. I think that's partially true. I also think you could have landed Schwartz if you offered him 10 million a year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Schwartz came necessarily for Watson, but I do think players want to play with, elite quarterbacks, guys they think can lead them to a promised land, especially when they're later in their career. So I do think Watson helps attract a Dalvin Tomlinson, helps attract a Darius Smith, etc. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not saying he's worth the money because he got Jim Schwartz.
2: Yeah. I mean, like you said, people are going to want to play with Deshaun Watson based on what they know about Deshaun Watson, you know? So, and clearly a lot of these young dudes still have faith that he's that dude. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long season man it's a long season you know and i get it like i'm frustrated at moments i'm frustrated at times with this team with the with the situation at hand like but it is what it is all i'm saying is it's like when people kind of like go off on a deep end on him just keep that same energy across the board because as you alluded to I man you can point to 90 95% of athletes and not just players in the NFL that don't live up to the contract that they signed. They signed a contract based on what they did prior to to get to that point. You know what I mean? And, and partially what the potential is going forward. But there's so many different examples across the NFL and across other sports of dudes not living up to the contract. But as Ann alluded to, like, you know, we know why. We, we know why it is what it is when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I mean, outside of that
1: reason in the contract, there is no downside to having him on this team. Uh, At worst, he plays like Baker or like anybody else that we've had, and our defense holds our own, and at best, he brings us a Super Bowl. Like There there really is nothing to grasp onto when you're frustrated other than that contract. Yeah, Yeah. I I couldn't agree more with that.
0: A question from CPR real quick. Bottom line, regardless of contract, when do you believe Watson plays again? Do you think he ends up suiting up on Sunday, Earl? Do you think he waits till Seattle, Arizona? When do you expect to see DW4 back on the field for the Browns?
2: Uh, If I'm I'm going with my gut, I think he'll be back for Seattle. I mean, it's already Wednesday. He didn't practice today. Like, I think, you know, if anything, it'll kind of be pushing an envelope, so to speak. You know, at this point, do what you got to do to get P.J. Walker uh, ready to play. This whole team is riding on cloud nine right now, and so you know if anything else that can that can carry you to victory outside of what we know that goes on between the hashes is, you know, like you, you, you riding high on cloud nine, man. You just beat a team that nobody thought you was going to beat in a fashion. We're starting a third string quarterback that just was elevated off the practice squad, missing um, your pro your all pro left guard. It's just so many different variables that went into it. And you was able to overcome the obstacles and still come out victorious. And so, like, that creates a certain type of confidence. And that confidence, you can ride it to Indy, man. A team that, you know, they, they shaky right now. They just lost their franchise quarterback for the entire season. The defense is damn good. And, you know, Deshaun Watson did talk about today that it's a tough environment to go play in. And the defense, uh, you know, they, they do make plays. But there's are certain areas of that defense I feel like they can be exploited. And I feel like the Browns uh, defense is going to carry that momentum in that they play with at home. So, like, if it came down to it, like, my gut feeling is the same, man. I think it's going to be P.J. Walker one more game.
0: I agree. and what do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to play after not practicing today. I know it's only Wednesday, and I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, Indy, I don't want to say Indy is a gimme game because then it'll be a trap game, but with the way our defense is playing, I trust them to lead this team again for one more week at least.
0: We got one more question, then we're going to talk a little uh, a little new office here. But this one comes from Corey Robinson. I'm all in on DW4, but honestly, how many wins is Watson responsible for? It, it's kind of a fascinating question. I was thinking for – excuse me.
2: <coughs> excuse me. That was a was long question. ass. Leave. I know.
0: I know. I was thinking for this season, and, like, they beat Cincinnati and they beat Tennessee, but the defense gave up a combined six points in those games. Mm-hmm. Does the Sean get credit for those wins, or does the defense get credit for those wins?
1: Hmm. I think the weather gets a little bit of credit for the Cincinnati <laughs> game too, but
0: I, I, I think it's a legit. I, mean, I, I think you can make a case both ways. I don't even know how I feel. I'm, I'm trying to think this out like in person.
1: You could, and it's a good question. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog on the question or anything. But it's, it's the same question. thing like we talk about with the pitchers. It's a team sport. Like it can't all be on him, even if he is the leader of the team, right?
2: So. I mean, it's so like in the media eyes, right? Like when they look at quarterbacks, you know, it's all the glory goes to the quarterback when the team wins. All the blame goes to the quarterback when the team loses. Uh, I think it's cliche to, to ask point It's a team game. I, I think I said this, you know, around the time that Jim Brown passed away. One of my favorite quotes is a quote from him when he talked about, you know, in order to have success um, on the football field, you need all 11 parts moving in the same direction. The moment that one part is not moving with the rest, you won't accomplish your goal. And so to Ant's point, like, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. Like you legit need all moving parts moving in the right direction. I mean, we've seen Deshaun Watson ball out for his team and not have much success because he was the only person balling out. So, like, that should be a prime example of, like, this is a team game. A random thought as we're having this conversation. So, I build the 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 graphics. Mike's giving me my assignments for today, and I was building out. Um, oh shoot! I was building out the graphics for for the Colts game, right? And I was looking at the Browns' offensive stats, and I'm just looking at a lot of different things. And I think because we got Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson is supposed to be this elite player that you know all bombs away, 5,000 yards a year, things like that that people assume that this offense should be finesse, that this offense should be an offense that stretches the field. And what I've noticed is like, man, we are running the ball, play some defense. Like when we talk about this team having an identity, what's the identity of this team? I think we're trying to force an identity because of who the quarterback is instead of accepting what's right in front of your face. What's right in front of your face is this defense is dominant And even without Nick Chubb, you still rank in the top five in rush yards per game. Like, that should be the identity of this team. It seems like even with Deshaun Watson, that's how this team is built. But I don't know if it's us in the media. I don't know if it's the fans. I don't know who's giving off this perception that because, you know, we have Deshaun Watson, that it's all bombs away. And, And the reality is, like, the way the Browns are playing football is ultimately how you really have success. You know what I mean? In the trenches.
0: Yeah, I think in the big picture, like with how we've seen the season play out through five games, they have to be a run first, control the clock, just score enough so this defense takes care of us. But when you have a quarterback of the stature of Deshaun, for better or worse, when you give a player a contract of the magnitude they gave Deshaun, you just have expectations for a player, and that changes how you want to run your offense. That changes how you at least look at the – weapons on offense. And if you told me, like before the season started, Earl, heading into the Colts game, we wouldn't have Nick Chubb. What would the offense look like? Bombs away. Five wide, let Deshaun cook. And it turned out that that hasn't been their best recipe for success. And that's not a shot at Deshaun. That's just how this team has been built with the weapons they have. I I over-evaluated the receivers, Mm -hmm. at least from what we've seen through five games. I maybe undervalued what Kareem Hunt brought to this table, uh, brought to this team, coming off the uh, off his couch after week two. So things change, but if I had told you, hey, no Nick Chubb, and you have a top five defense heading into top three defense, top one defense really, but just given the general parameters, if I say we have no Nick Chubb and a top three defense heading into Indy, I think all of us would be like, all right, that means the Sean Watson. It's go time like DW four is doing what he did
2: in Houston. No, 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 Think about it. That was the mindset after the Steelers game, right? Yeah. That, that Okay. It's, it's go time. It's all on four. But like you said, man, sometimes things just don't go as planned or worked out how you, how you think they should. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski has to be looking at this thing like, okay, when I do these things, this offense seems to have way more success versus when in my head, I want to do this. And when I try this, things don't go the way that, you know, we think it should go. Um, th- this team, you know, is, is built to run the football, and they've shown that you can still run the football without Nick Chubb being in there. They've shown that this defense travels. This defense is legit. Like uh, we do need better play from the quarterback position. We do need better play from the wide receiver position. You know what I mean? Those two, those two positions right there are focal points. I thought the offensive line did a damn good job uh, against uh, San Francisco's front. Yeah. Like they, they really, really shocked me and how well they play, you know, especially like Jed Wills. You know, we get on Jed Wills a lot, but like, not only did he play well, he had a left guard next to him that was not Joe Batonio, and he still played well. You know what I mean? And so that, to me, that, that says a lot about the preparation, but I, I just look at this offense and I say, okay, this is how this – I know we talk about team identity, and I understand we have Deshaun Watson, man, but let Deshaun Watson play off the run. Why does why does why does the run have to play off the, off the Sean Watson? And I think he even alluded that to his so uh, himself during the preseason, man. And it was just something that I was thinking about when we was having this conversation.
0: Yeah, it, I mean the season has not gone how any of us expected. I don't think any of us thought the defense would be as good as it is. I thought we, I think we all thought it'd be good. I'm not sure we thought it'd be historically good through six weeks offensively. I think we thought they'd be better, but as we've learned, change. And the NFL never goes as expected. And speaking of change and the unexpected happening, uh, guys, we have a new office. What a segue. And we yes. have to talk about it because that's what we do. We, we pull back the curtain. To give everybody an idea, we have moved approximately four feet across the hall from a beautiful panoramic view of Lake Erie, of Cleveland Browns Stadium, a giant, not giant, but a large office big enough for the three of us, to an old storage closet. Earl, is there any chance you could turn your laptop to show the people uh, what uh, we're working with? I'm not sure if you're plugged in. I'm not sure if it's even possible. I'll kind of put you on the spot there.
2: No, the, the way that I'm set up, I can't. I'm have to unplug all the stuff. Okay, don't,
0: don't do that. Uh, and yeah. I will let you real quick give your initial thoughts on moving from one office to the next. Uh, I'm. We're going to get into everything because I'm going to ask what we're going to do with it. We're going to get some uh, fan Fan suggestion on how to help us decorate, but we went from a prime real estate to a closet.
1: Yeah, no, um, I was bummed, definitely. I loved my view. I could see straight into Brown Stadium from my desk in the corner. Uh, After today, though, being in it for one full day, they changed out the lights. As you can see, it's pretty nice and bright behind Earl there. It's not as depressing as the dark orange that we had when we moved in.
0: That was
1: bad. Um, You do need to be brighter, though. I did notice, though, this morning. Man, I got my stuff done way easier because I didn't catch myself staring out the window for like five, ten minutes at a time, like being distracted because all I have is a wall to look at. So like I do get my stuff done. So I think there's definitely some pros to it. Uh, And I have me and Earl finally, after what, however long we've been here, have a real desk and we actually
0: have room to work and we're not just piled on top of one another. Y'all got real desk Earl. before you go, I I should say we went from having <laughs> a view of everything to... There's no windows. Like, yeah. we, we, we have a view that, from...
1: That's not true. If you open the door behind Earl and you sit at my desk, you can kind of see out the window through, like, another office door.
0: <laughs> oh, Earl's got to check that out. Yeah, let's see. Let's see this.
1: Okay, well, the door's closed today, but <laughs> if, you, if
0: you look so like, up to the left there... If the lighting's perfect and you can kind of see... They got
2: they got their door closed, and I'm not gonna go open somebody yeah, else's no, no. office. Don't do that. But yeah,
0: uh, or was or office what was your thought thing. when we had to that, uh, that was leave our initial office. office?
2: I was bummed out, man. Like I, I was really, really bummed out about it. Um, I'm happy to have a bigger uh, desk, but you know, personally, I didn't want to lose that view to take you all behind the glass just a little bit. Uh, I've been going through a lot, and I've been in therapy now for uh, close to two months, and I'm going to continue to go to therapy probably for the next year. I, I love it, but one of the things that I find therapeutic. Us, after I'm done with my work, I can just stare out the window and look at the water, and the water is something that kind of calms my anxiety. It's something that uh kind of just gives me some peace, and then kind of gives me that charge before we head downstairs and get the day started. So that was the only thing that I didn't want to lose, you know. But like everything else in life, man, you gotta like you gotta adjust to the adjustment, right? That's what we talk about all the time with Kevin Stefanski and his halftime. You go out there and you adjust to what's going on and we adjust it you know i do like it in here we're gonna decorate this place we're gonna we're gonna spoof it up we're gonna make it real dope like i even want to take this closet and and turn it into somewhere to where i can actually record a podcast that when i'm in here in the studio uh, i watch the games from here on sundays too so get a tv in here um we're gonna be here you know what i mean yeah. so we might as well make the best of it bring some positive energy to it and uh we can't wait to show you all the finished product So
0: we're going to come in on Saturday and do a little decorating. But I want to ask the people out here. Here's what we have. Here's the room we have. And you guys help us kind of put this bad boy together. So it is a closet. It's a big closet, granted. But the three of us are in it. Um, I'm in one corner. Earl's in another corner. Aunt in another corner. We have a couch now, which is kind of a plus. We did get a couch. And that's about it. So we're gonna bring in a storage unit to put some snacks. I think Anthony's gonna bring in a little refrigerator. A I'm slurpee a machine slurpee would machine. be phenomenal.
2: I'd rather have a mini bar.
0: <laughs> I would rather have a mini bar. I know I Steve think... Becker's watching. So anything you guys throw out here, Steve Becker's working on. So Steve, Steve
1: we need a, a mini, mini bar.
0: Five <laughs> <PS5, laughs> tequila,
2: uh, yeah, tequila, and um, uh, a piece of voucher once a week.
0: <laughs> yes. Also, it would be very nice if we had a green screen in there to do some content. It'd be awesome if we had – They can't say that. It would be awesome. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to listen. Here's what we have to decorate with. We have a Nick Chubb jersey. We have a Baker Mayfield jersey that Bull bought. Yeah. We have a Miles Straw jersey that Bull bought. Yeah. Uh, Ant has his bobbleheads. We have the picture that – I forget the guy's name. Seth Greenberg, I think, mm-hmm. painted of DeQuell, Tim Couch, Aditi, Leroy, and Robert Smith that will hang up. So we're going to deck this bad boy out, but
2: – Are we stealing anything from downstairs? I'm trying to steal a off, TV. Off the, Oh, yeah. no. I mean, the, sat, the set is already overpacked, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, the we're set? supposed to get a TV
1: across from our couch. Yeah, we, we want, we I want got a TV, mini a fridge on the way.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking about bringing. Bring let's out, hold let's, the rest of our demands to a later date. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like uh, let's let's get. If we do like another 1.5 two million views, we're gonna come back to Steve with more demands. <laughs> like I need a lazy boy in here, Steve. Once we do two million <laughs> views, <laughs> I, I need a massage, lazy boy chair in here. here he and see, Steve, <laughs> here's the thing, right? When you
1: come in, you can you can work at the lazy boy. Like we'll give it to you for like yes. the two three days a month. You come in.
0: By the way, I saw someone say, "Congrats on our success on the new office." No, this is actually. We got bumped it, down.
1: It's not it, bad, it but bumped but, down because of no windows. Size wise, it is a bump up. So
0: Yeah, but we got kicked out of the office neutral. because someone more important
1: technically that's, needed it. Yeah, so
0: no matter how you look at it, it was a uh we got we got kicked out. We got evicted. We paid all our paid all our bills. We delivered, but we still got kicked out. Uh oh, I like house. this. I like this idea. We gotta get a full Kool-Aid Mafia flag from G. That definitely. Oh, for go, so. That definitely has to go. A bit, so. Man. Hey, if anyone, do what you can, do what you can. not I'm just throwing it out there. If you guys have, if anyone in the chat is an artist, has some some Browns like stuff you want to help us decorate with, we will absolutely feature. And and I say that because we're gonna do a lot of podcasts and stuff like this from in the office.
2: They should do a cartoon we'll, of us three. We we'll ain't. have a
0: rotating panel and stuff of uh we, we could change out so if anyone wants to donate to us nothing new you don't have to buy anything but something you have in a closet or something you have in storage that you're not using and you think would make a cool ornament decoration for the new ucs's office yeah. uh let us know
2: i'm right. we'll definitely it. it definitely feel more homey like i i even told the fellas i was going to give me some nike slides specifically for work just to leave here i'm i'm here I'm get some lot. slippers man like I don't like like do they really understand how much I'm I'm here a lot I do the podcast from here I do the post game show from here I watch the Browns game from from here so yeah Steve like the sooner we get a TV like like I'm tired of watching on my iPad man it's, it's the, the buffer is real but I do what I got to do we do what we have to do so I'm, you, I'm seeing kickers like out the office the product the content's still gonna come it's oh still yeah coming.
1: no this doesn't affect anything that we're actually gonna do but no. uh i'm seeing a lot of like people saying that like paint the walls some crazy color if we are gonna be there for a long time like it's all confirmed and stuff it'd be really cool to find some of our artists i love
0: i love this comment
1: yeah like get up like dr- color color the walls man if they'll let us do it that'd be awesome
2: yeah i love this idea too i love this idea too yeah. I've been waiting on my emoji hey. for months, man. Well, wait, hold on. I mean,
0: listen, it's come so you have the way to be members. Emojis work on YouTube, yes, is when you reach a certain amount of members, it unlocks the next tier of emojis. There is an Earl emoji, there is an Anthony emoji, they are just waiting to be unlocked by the certain member threshold. And I'm not kidding, like, you can't unlock them until you reach that. It's not a oh, we're hiding them until you and you know how this works, yeah, no, even through Twitch. It, it is you, literally you set planned amount. out at. Whatever number, let's say a thousand. I don't know what the number is, but at a thousand, the next one gets released. We have an ant emoji. We have an earl, earl emoji. They are earl, in the queue. Did you know they had them
2: already? I didn't. Even I didn't know did they, know they had, the had them already. Well, can I, I at least get my own damn emoji? I wait. gotta wait for the people to get my own emoji.
1: Yeah, we, we, we do have, have to wait for. Them I, don't them. Have, I, can't,
2: I can't. I can't use mine unless it's on YouTube. It's a YouTube only emoji. doesn't no, hey, go to hey, your phone. Hey, hear me out, y'all. Hear me out. I really want to see me as an emoji, man. Like I ain't <laughs> never had much. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to get my piece of the pie. Do what you can, man. Subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Become a member, man. You get access to overtime. Like, with so many more perks that's coming for y'all, like, what's up, man? We can meet at Wingstop every Wednesday when I'm done. ten you can meet up at Wingstop <laughs> sounds pretty lit. <laughs> like, I just want to see myself as, as an emoji, man. Like, Steve, like, you in Atlanta. You got Philly ties, man. What's up? Tell your peoples, man. Hey, do you know, know what we should
0: do? I I just thought of something. What if we did a? What we'll, let's we'll do some some crowdsourcing and make sure it'd be worth it. But what if we just did a behind the glass, essentially live one night on location? Once we get our
2: mixers, we should do that. Nah,
0: like, screw that. We'll, we'll <laughs> like because that if we get that if they, listen, we'll find out tomorrow. if We're getting new equipment. If uh. If not, we'll find a way to do it. We'll use AirPods or whatever and then yeah, record it. We should it. do it though. We could you know what we could do? We could record we could record it through the camera and then just upload it on YouTube after. Oh, you uh, need to do do it from our office, like from our desk. No, office. no, no, I want to talk to the people, on location. whether a, we stop. I, I want oh. people out there. I want the people who let's go
2: to B Dubs right here on uh right here downtown.
0: We'd have to clear with them, but yeah, go to yeah. a place, see if we can record something live, see if we get some people who uh who support the show UCSS behind the glass, all the above. Yeah. To uh to come out and hang out because it's one thing we haven't been able to do yet. Um, there's a couple legalities that go into it, but it's something I think we would all very much enjoy. What did uh, DJ Brobot say? I like this. I'm
1: not totally sure exactly what this means. A subscriber thon? I I've heard of them. I don't know, like. In my experience, it's we stream live for twenty four hours and we just get as many members as we can.
0: Bulls but, talked about doing that before, um, and
1: I love the idea. I think it'd be fun. I just d- rotate the panel. Yeah, we. Here is the thing: the panel's fine. There is what eight of them. It's only two there is two directors two people that can direct, and I am one of them. <laughs>
2: See, like,
1: it's just. Oh, and you have to put the
2: big boy draws on, no, bro. You just gonna have to pull the six directing hour shit, man, is going to be interesting
1: shit. for Steve and I, but. I, I, th- I love the idea. I'm worried we won't have the manpower and we're going to need two days to recover. Yeah. Uh, Corey,
0: <laughs> watch the show tomorrow. Yeah. Just watch the show tomorrow.
2: Watch the show tomorrow, man. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Going to show at a tailgate. So we talked about doing tailgate shows. We do need the equipment for that. That is something that without the proper equipment will not work. Uh, and also, and I say this with love. I say this with love. <laughs> we have a lot of equipment that goes into putting on a remote show. And there's a lot of beer and alcohol consumed in the Muni lot, and a lot of times, people who are drunk on something other than Kool Aid, and very expensive equipment do not go very well together. All yeah, of and, 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 All and of even the though the
2: equipment might be insured, I'm built a certain way. They built a certain way. You come over here messing up our equipment, man. Like I'm gonna want some smoke. I also yeah, don't th-
0: I also don't think. Uh, I don't think our equipment's insured either. So that'd be <laughs> oh probably, probably an not. Issue. We bought most of it off of what Amazon. <laughs> like, come no. on, but like I, I well yeah, like like the switchers and stuff definitely is not insured. I'm not sure about the camera, but we'd have to borrow another yeah, one from the KYC, camera. and then and then it turns into then it turns into the whole thing. But we we will do this. Is this is a promise from the behind the glass squad to you guys in the near future before the end of football season? We will do some sort of meet and greet some sort of like either live show on location. We'll just go out to the bar one night and say, if you're around, come come kick it with us. Like,
2: yo, behind I, the glass. I promise
0: you that will happen. The
2: remote, behind the glass. on will hey, do be outside. Facts. I'll be, I'll really be outside. Like I'll really be out. I'll really be out here in these streets. But no, we should seriously do it, man. Like, I think that'd be cool. Like just to see people pull up from, uh what is it called? The Dirty P? Oh yeah. Go Farmer. <laughs> yeah here's, here's my thing <laughs> let the to- dirty pee pull up on us
1: man i would love to do even just like a meet and greet with no equipment and stuff because like you guys you guys come in and you're like oh yeah i met so-and-so at wing stop mike's like i met so-and-so at the tailgate which i still am gonna go to one of these one of them this season um i don't it's, i don't even not go anywhere the places i go nobody nobody really knows who <laughs> i am which is fine but like I I want to meet the fans. Like I want to meet you guys. Like yeah. I've run in I've run into two at Monsters Games and it's been the most fun and most surreal moment of this entire adventure. I will say years, this. So. I will
2: say this. If y'all ever had a conversation with Ant off camera, he will blow your mind. Like this this laid back innocent dude that is not Hey. Like <laughs> would you Hey. Mike. hey. <laughs> Hey. That man speak his mind. All I'm going to tell you is that man speak his mind, man. Like, uh, I can't wait for the, like, yeah, man, the people love Ant, though. Like, I, I ran into somebody before that. Uh, he ain't really had no holler for me and McNuggets. It was straight. It was straight Ant, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. I just <laughs> did a few dates. All right, wait, this we'll, we'll talk. This tomorrow, comment just makes
1: me laugh because we can
0: absolutely parma out. police harass everybody.
2: <laughs> absolutely not to either. the dirty P. I have no late show pulling hey, up. Hey,
0: I got the, I, I got the best <laughs> idea, or I got the best idea. How about this? We pick a, a a Cleveland Charge game. Tickets are like four bucks. Okay, they're wide open. Trust me. Now maybe this year with Amani Bates, it'll be a little tougher to get tickets. But we should go out and buy we got to figure out how to give away tickets, but essentially let's get a bunch of tickets. Let's go to a charge game. Let's watch. You said how much of,
2: so we, so we all put like 50 bucks of our own money from our pay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out how tickets. to get
0: tickets, but we got to figure out how to do the giveaway. Cause ticket giveaways are, are not as easy. So maybe we do it. Steve Becker, hit mute for one sec. Pretend you can't hear what I'm gonna say. We do it without going through the legal process of Tegna, well, and then we can. Bring what if we do it through G's channel? Out the kindness
2: of our heart.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> just do yeah. it through G's channel. You know, nobody. Yeah, well, exactly. We'll, we'll funnel through the barbershop. That's like our. That's like our get out of jail free. Yeah, no run, it's the
2: rules. So monopoly ghost style. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, let's we'll, we'll figure something out. Charge game a bar. We'll, we'll just do something, but we're gonna have a good time, and I will tell you, and you may not have as many experiences with this, but I have yet to have a bad interaction meeting someone out in, in person. Seriously. Oh, like, I'm sure. Like yet, like- yet to have a bad, re- bad interaction. Uh, and I, nothing, nothing's more enjoyable to me than meeting somebody who watches is like, yo, I love the show where your take yesterday was stupid. Like, I love that. Like, let's, we'll, we'll <laughs> chat. So, uh, look- see us, keep saying what's up. And then, uh, Yo. We'll make it work.
1: Everybody that came to the comedy night last year, I had an absolute blast. Yeah, that was the best. And I did four green tee shots as soon as I got off stage because I was shaking so much.
2: Man, so I could do a green You saw tea the shot. real me that night if you were still could, hanging out at one, the after uh, show. Right now. I love meeting people, though. It seemed like for real, for real. every Wednesday when I leave here, I meet somebody. Like I told y'all, I don't know if I shared the story with them or the little boy I met after we did Behind a Glass uh, last week. We do behind the glass last week i end up at uh wing stop didn't Shocker. really want to be at wing stop and i stopped at the gas station to get me something to drink and there was a little boy his little boy name was daniel he was in there with his mom and daniel goes to uh oh perry elementary school uh same elementary school i went to and like the dude like cried when he saw me and like i'm not used to stuff like that like i'm still like on a rise and trying to like get there but. I was so humble, and like his mom pulled out his little iPad, and he had the video of me and Tyvis laughing, and the dude thought I was the coolest person ever, cause uh, I went to the same elementary school that he he went through. Stuff like that, man, it 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 motivates all of us. Like every time we out, like we love y'all, like for real. Like I've never had a bad interaction. Like my worst interactions with the fans is on Twitter. They say whatever to me on Twitter. And <laughs> person, Twitter they super cool. Twitter real, though. bro. Twitter sure. fingers are real. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Jamie at uh what is it, GVA Art, because that's one of the f- one of the few people I've met from UCSS so far. Awesome experience, yeah. yeah man, so we'll me, we'll
2: set something up. I promise me, you it's coming. Uh give me my emoji, y'all. I'm so now listen. yeah, listen. get the memberships rolling. Listen, get I ain't never had nothing. No, I don't think y'all I ain't never had nothing, man. Like, I, I just want my emoji. I done seen my name in the opening credits of the new show opening. Like, I want my emoji now, man. Like, I need that. Steve, Steve, it's, you got it. Go ahead and do what you gotta do. Buy buy a bunch of memberships. <laughs> your family for the holiday. The thing
0: is, the thing is, Steve's so nice that he's gonna Steve's gonna be like, Earl, I spent four hundred dollars last night to get you an <laughs> to get <you laughs> an emoji. Because you know Steve Wood, because Steve Becker yes, is the goat you would absolutely so. do that. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's awesome. And hey, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and had some fun with us tonight. Deshaun Watson. We will find out if he practices tomorrow. Uh Bernie Kozar on the show, all two hours tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> So if we're talking quarterbacks, there's nobody better in the city. Are you laughing at what do it, it for Chubb said?
2: It said Earl's emoji better had a hair. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. All I know is it's there. So we will uh we will get it. If you want Earl to have his emoji, you gotta be a member. That's literally the uh the only way to make it happen. Unfortunately, the powers that be cannot unlock emojis. So Hey,
2: tomorrow during the show, I need to see hashtag give Earl and at the Emoji. Hey, that, real that, quick yes you do
1: get access to all the olds over time it should all be archived if yeah. you become a member not if you subscribe
0: yes. oh sorry yes if you become a member yes if you become a member my man so. said he's
2: subscribing for early get that emoji man
0: shut, shut up yeah there you go who is that the, the cheshire cat yeah the cheshire. that's uh alice in wonderland right yeah yeah
2: i think so so tell everybody go i want my emoji one want his emoji like i said i ain't never had please please <laughs> i come on here every week i'll be real with y'all I give y'all I will authentic be takes from the heart. Please. So annoying Just with please. it too. Fair I warning. I am too. Fair <laughs> warning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's what. Uh, here's what I don't know, and I'm gonna let you all believe on this. I don't know who's first, Anthony or Earl.
2: Oh uh, damn! I had no uh,
0: idea. <laughs> I have no idea who's right. up next. Here, here's my thing. I have no idea. I have been
1: here longer. I understand that. But Earl has actually gone onto the panel for a two-hour show. It should be
0: Earl first. I have n- – I'm, I'm just telling you. I don't, I don't know what the order it's all is, scheduled. it should be here's Earl first. It's all,
2: uh, here. Steve, give me my emoji, man. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, that's going to wrap us up on the Behind the Glass podcast. Like I said, Bernie Kosar in studio two hours tomorrow. And what better person to have on when we're talking quarterback? So, We'll have fun with Bernie. We're going to do a little fence riders. We're going to talk a little injuries. We're going to talk a little question to think of, by the way. Would you rather have an all-time great defense or an all-time great offense for your favorite team? As a fan, would you rather have an all-time great defense or an all-time great offense? We're going to talk with Bernie Kozer about that tomorrow. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We'll see you next week on Behind the Glass. for Anthony Antonelli, Earl of Pearl, Mikey Nuggets. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Peace.